Hello, we're going to do something a little different to start off here. Um, in this episode, you'll hear one of the Dirty Three, that's JC, talking about Paul, his uh, stepdad, who was a, a big part of his life growing up, who we all uh, hung out with, um, and his battle with um, illness. Uh, sadly, only a couple of days after recording this episode, um, Paul passed away, and so... We would uh, like to dedicate this episode to Paul Lawrence, uh, a man who loved to chat. Uh, and I messaged JC that uh, my enduring messy, uh, memory of Paul was uh, one night when I was very under the influence, uh, getting somewhat stuck in, the, in the, their lounge room while Paul was watching Titanic. <laughs> for the 25th time uh, and him basically doing a DVD commentary on the film, the historical significance, what was accurate what wasn't uh, for about an hour uh, I, I've never actually sat through and watched Titanic start to finish um, so my memory of Titanic, the, the biggest part I've watched was uh, sitting with Paul while he went through every little uh, detail um, because at that point it was his favourite movie, I guess. So yes, uh, this episode we um, shout out to Paul Lawrence, and uh, let's get to it. might fire off i don't want to miss any of this um okay. yeah just eating a carolina reaper and then just spewing oh. on the desk in front of him i was like <laughs> with a glass of milk it's <laughs> just gross it's like going bright red <laughs> yeah. oh we go what's we going go. on gentlemen hey dude yeah. there he is what do you know? Big Alabama. Yeah. How was how was ball, man? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. The um we came from behind at halftime yeah. to to take out the win, which was lovely. Uh, and yeah, I got scratched by a lady, which wasn't very nice. <laughs> mixed, no foul mixed call. basketball, just not some random lady. Yeah, that's Still right. Playing, we go. That's awesome, man. Well, I only just started up again, JC. It was um like I don't reckon I've I don't think I'd had a shot in about five years and the kids have started playing on a Sunday Arvo and we just showed up and Steve Tuzel said, do you guys want to play? And we're like, yep, Steve Tuzel, I do. So so he used to be a ref, right? So when we played at... uh, Hang on, hang on. Where where are you (laughs) living at the moment? I'm still in... I'm, I'm at East Gosford. No shit. Yeah, true story. Dude, I just had dinner with I, I just had dinner with the kids and we were talking about you guys and, and I was like, oh, Maddie's in Canberra and I'm pretty sure we are still on the coast. Yep. Where we grow. I didn't know you're in East Gosford, man. Yeah, man. That's I'm like- literally like I am. I I I'm at the bottom of Rumbalara. So <laughs> yeah, like wow. Yeah. Old, cold, and dark place. Cold there, and fucking dark. <laughs> but What's- yeah. So mum's still mum's still in Frederick Street. Really? Yeah. And we were talking about your mum at dinner too. Oh. <laughs> because 
was like, I've known Wigo since grade two. Yeah, man. And, um, and his mum was my, my my basketball coach. And the kids were just like, whoa. Really? <laughs> Helen how, how was your basketball coach? When was this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's when it all began, the boomers back in primary school. All right. Well, I better get a beer. If you're all getting beer, I'll be right back. Keep talking amongst yourselves. I can know. Recording anyway. Dude, that's amazing. You play still playing bike b-ball, but that's yeah. Like- and playing like the awesome thing is, um, because I would I probably wouldn't have done it if the kids hadn't started playing. Yeah. So they play at four. So Rosie plays with her cousin Maisie, Claire's daughter Maisie. Okay. Um, so I got so- mad catching up to do here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um they play at four o'clock. So the two young girls, the two six-year-olds play at four o'clock. And then Harvey and Louie and some other friends of ours play at five o'clock. And then the parents play at six o'clock. So we're at bloody, you know, we're doing three hours at um, Niagara Park on a Sunday night, just playing ball. It's sick. Wow. Duncan? Yeah. Any pull-up threes today, we go? Uh, <laughs> yes. I took a pull-up three cool. and hit the ring. So that was good. I was pretty happy with that. Now, you, you said last week, are, are they eight-foot rings? Is that what you said? Or is yeah, that just so what the kids play on? The, yeah, the girls play on eight-foot rings. So, oh, right, yes, right. dunking early and then no dunking later. <laughs> you get one jump. Is that what happens with your calves That's right. and your hamstrings? Yeah, exactly. With my hips. It hurts. In Alabama. Oh. Hey, yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. While we're here, sorry, everyone else who's listening to this, I don't know if I'll, but I'm talking to JC and I'm talking to Wigo. We all used to live together. Wigo, Wigo, tell JC who sent you a shout out on your birthday. Bill Wennington. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, um, it was awesome. Maddie sent me a, uh, a, buddy, what are they called? What was it cameo? Cameo, yes. We, we played this great game, which we I should start again, <laughs> which is you know what cameo is, JC. Yeah, you mate, you sent me the clip. Oh, right, yeah, Wellington. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We used to play a game, which was like uh, I would give Wigo four ex basketball players and then four prices, and he had to match like the price to the player. <laughs> and it what? was it's really funny because you have these players who were. <laughs> nobodies and they're like charging 500 bucks yeah no i don't know who's paying that but what a great clip like it was freaking awesome he talked for like three minutes and he talked about alabama and he said yeah and we may be related we may be related related. i'm not 100 sure i haven't dug into that as of yet but yeah that was pretty cool he did he did seem skeptical when i where i feel because you have to fill out a form of all the information, so that's where I put Big Alabama. And, um, but he did seem sceptical when I said that Bill Wellington was your favourite player. No. <laughs> did you, did you have, Maddie? did you have any direct contact with him or is it just going through the... No, it's just all on, on the website. I was just going through it, playing the stupid game, and then I just saw Bill Wellington and I was like, oh, he's cheap as. And then I looked at some of his videos and like Wigo said, like he, he took, took his time with them. Because you can look at some and then it's like, hey, JC, yeah. <laughs> Maddie says, happy birthday. Yeah. Peace out. 
and like that's it and you pay like 500 dollars. yeah <laughs> but he was like he'd always be telling a story so i was like oh whatever it was mm. cheap as and then yeah when he came back with like hey we might be related because my was his mum's side or he's like was wiggins in the back and i was like far out yeah. that's the best thing that's ever happened it's a very thoughtful gift and just <laughs> i don't know were you a bill wennington fan well, a great question well, a great question. Hopefully that was on your list of questions to ask me, JC. <laughs> and you didn't... First thing. First didn't thing. He's only got that. one. He's got one question. Yeah. <laughs> like, how, I don't know. Did you did you just get Bill Wennington because he was cheap? Or did you get him because there was more to it? No, because I, I would watch those fucking dynasty Chicago Bulls yeah, right. VCR, like, mm. like just over constantly, constantly, constantly. And Bill Wennington would just hit this one jump shot. And... <laughs> and it was just like that's great that's bill wennington what a legend like a huge white dude playing yeah. you know, in pretty, the longley spot yeah i'm pretty sure and, and correct me if i'm wrong we go but when we played nba 97 mm-hmm. on the playstation we used mm-hmm. to play full seasons i believe mm-hmm. we drafted him into into the golden state warriors team from chicago <laughs> so we had whoever we made our own players and yeah. then we drafted priest lauderdale Yep. And Bill Wennington. And Greg Foster. And Greg Foster. All these very <laughs> terrible slow players. No, no, Bill Wennington wasn't terrible, but all these very slow players into the team. And so yeah. he was always on our roster. So it was just it's just weird. He won't know any of that. <laughs> It'd be funny if I was like, uh, we don't really like you, but can you pretend? <laughs> but old, poor he, Bill he, was an, he was an integral part of the Bulls. In the Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Hands you can down. find some. You can find yeah. some good highlights of Bill Wennington. Like mm. you can find, you know, I guess like in every championship team, you can find that one game, one playoff game where he scored like twenty five points out of nowhere. Yeah, and had a great mullet. So you know, mullet. played with a mullet, which is you know that's always a thumbs up. <laughs> Not many. I, I haven't been to the east. The east Coast. I've been to the coast. I was trying yeah. to think. I think it was. Um, I'm pretty sure it was 2008. Well, we met at, didn't we meet out at Shelley Beach? Did we meet at Shelley Beach? Okay. Did I come and pick you up from um, Giz's place? And we went and had, um, we went out to the beach and had a wander around and had a chat for like an yeah. hour. And yeah. I remember because, that. Yeah. Because we just, we could not find a time to meet up. And I was just like, all right, I've got an hour. I'll come find you. And then, uh, yeah, we went out to the beach for an hour, which was sick. So that was the last time. Yeah. How about it? When you reckon 2008, JC? 2008, yeah. About November-ish. Far out. Temperature climb, yeah. When was the last time you were back in Australia? Uh, actually, I made a trip, a real quick trip last November. Right. Um, as soon as sort of borders opened up and stuff because my old man's not doing so well. All oh, right. So, just um, came down to, to, they live in Victoria. And so I just did a, I was down there for like a week, um, just saw them and, and had to fly back up here. What's up? How's he going? What's what's going on with your dad? Oh, he's, he's pretty crook. My stepdad, Paul. Oh, Paul, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's gone downhill. He's got um, well, a couple of things. Um, it's all sort of connected to back when, in these days when he was in the Navy, when he was a kid. Oh, really? Yeah, it's all come out in the last few years. Yeah, it's um, it rheumatoid arthritis right. and uh, asbestosis. Jesus. Yeah, so basically he's, he's just, his lungs are just wasting away and he, 
He's, he's actually gone in a hospital again yesterday, which is which is pretty shit. Yeah, that's full on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit of a downer because it's they were up here, they were up here just before I don't know, sometime 2019, I think 2018, 2019. So how did how did that um how does that yeah. come from the navy? How do you get rheumatized? Oh, just being exposed to asbestos and stuff. Right, shit. Yeah. yeah. So. So the asbestos actually brings on the rheumatoid arthritis as well, does it? Yeah, I think I think so. I, to be honest, I don't know the full ins and outs of everything, but uh, yeah, yeah. But it's wow. I mean, I've never really had much experience with any experience with sort of you know chronic diseases or anything. And yeah, um, yeah like you know, they were up here, I guess, three years ago, and he was, you know, he's always been a pretty strong outdoors sort of active sort of guy, and. Um, yeah, he's just in the last two years just gone downhill real quick. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, unfortunately, it's kind of seems like the clock's ticking. Yeah, and how's your mum? How's your mum coping with all that? Oh, she's struggling. You know, mm. she's doing her best, but it's, you know, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty big downer. Is your sister so, in, still in Australia or? Yeah, she's in Sydney. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she, she helps him out a lot. But, um, it kind of sucks being up here because you don't get the full picture. You only get snippets when you when you check in every week or so. And yeah, yeah. I think my sister's sort of on the end of it more, like speaking every day and stuff. Mm. But yeah, so I don't know. We're kind of just almost. It's pretty. It's pretty grim. Just almost waiting for the waiting for the worst to happen, which is yeah, shit. But yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. So no, I was I was down to to see him, and he was in he was really he was in much better shape back in November. Since then, he's he's gone down down mm. a lot. So it was nice to be able to get back down, but dying for a trip down there, like yeah, you know, to bring the family and stuff. It's been we haven't been down as a family since 16, 2016. Right. Shit. Um, wow. I came down yeah. for a race in eighteen, and that was yeah, that was in Cairns. Yeah. Yeah. So anything on the horizon? For you, like family-wise, I don't know. For a trip down there, it's, it's yeah, pretty heck, like heavy, like financial yeah. burden to bring oh, everyone it's, over. That as well, like it's so expensive to fly these days at the yeah. moment. And um, I don't know. I'd love to do it. I'd love to do a trip down just to sort of check in with him and see how it's going. But mm. yeah, I don't know. We'll, we're just sort of playing it by ear at the moment. Yeah, it's a big, big impulse, isn't it, for everything, time every and money. Time, every time I say, like, I want to, I want to go back to the the coast and I want to see old friends and all that sort of stuff, and it's just so hard to, yeah, to make happen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we were going to go to Japan, what two years ago, May twenty twenty, that got shut down, and yeah. now we're like, well, when when kids are like, well, when are we going back? Well, when are we going? You still you're can't like, get. In. You're like, well, you know, in a while. Yeah, they still won't let you in unless you're on like a, a tour group or something. Yeah, all the yeah, tour groups are starting up, but yeah, so yeah, it's big time, isn't it? Mm. Just like, and even then, like like you're saying, like we want to go back. What do we fit in? What do you do in twelve? I keep we keep saying to the girls, like we'll, we'll eventually get over there and it'll be, you know, twelve days. I said, but like that'll, that'll be great for you, but it's it's not. You got to go over there, and go and live there. We'll go and drop you off. Yeah, go and do, go and do an exchange or something. Like it's just, it's too much. Yeah, it's too much to do and and see in twelve days. I want to catch up with some people, but it's just, yeah, having even to fit it all in. Yeah, that's a struggle for sure. 
Because we found even the first time we did it, like when we were planning it, I said to Jazz, like it's turned into like a tour. Like, oh, we've got to go to Kyoto. We've got to go to Osaka. And yeah. I was like, really, you could just spend the two weeks hanging out in Tokarazawa, <laughs> like where we used to live, and yeah. just go into like all the smaller little pockets. But, you know, like you've got to see all the, I don't know, you've got to see all the big stuff. It's the same. Like I imagine if you bring your kids down and they haven't been here for a while, especially as they get older, they might yeah. oh, we want to go here, we want to go there. And you're like, eh, it's going to hang out. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to just go to one place and just sort of sit there and yeah. I don't know. That's an option too. Almost just like rent a place and let people who want to see you almost come try and come to you. Yeah, I mean that's probably the, the smarter you idea. Just, isn't like, it? Rented a house for a couple of weeks and just you know some nice part of the country. Loving the bit. Now I want to. I want to get. I want to go back in time, right? And Ooh. funny thing that happened this week was I heard a song which I hadn't heard in a while, and it just you know. Time jumped me straight back into when we used to live together in Newcastle. Now, I don't know what this episode is going to be like for anyone listening who's not us. Useless. So I don't make any apologies for that. Um, I'm going to play a song. Oh, sick. I was going to say, can we guess what the song yeah, is? Yeah, you can guess. You won't guess. I <laughs> oh, mean, okay, you're, right. whatever you're going to say is right. Like it'll be yeah. a song that we certainly listen to a lot. We, the house we lived in in Denison had a beautiful like deck all the way around, like the well, front half of it. Well, definitely had a deck though. Beautiful <laughs> to sit on. Beautiful to sit on. Very, very, I don't know, like, you know, mechanically it wasn't beautiful and it certainly made some weird sounds here and there. And there were certainly some floorboards you wanted to avoid. Yeah. Um, but certainly if you were walking into the house, I'm sure around 99, 2000, you would have heard this song. All right. Have a guess, Wigo, what you think the song might be. Um, all right. Is it, I'm going to have a crack of the band first. Was it the Porkers? Nope. Okay. Um, I, I, I just want to say, I want to say My Happiness yeah. from Powderfinger or yeah. Cigarettes Will Kill You from Ben Lee. Just because uh, that, yeah, yeah. Hear that reaction? Me and JC have the same reaction. <laughs> to that is that, Go is that damn Triple J Hottest 100 CD was on nonstop? Yeah. That's why they're all from that. We go. Just, yeah, putting it on yeah. again. Can I guess? Yeah. I reckon it's Vindaloo. Oh, Vindaloo. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to play it and you're going to instantly go, yes. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Outstanding. Oh, yes. I hadn't heard it for ages. It just came up randomly on Spotify when I was going for a run. And it just stopped me dead in my tracks. And I was Unreal. like, holy shit. Yeah. My, what did I have on my playlist um, the other day? Oh, far out. What were the freaking... <laughs> I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. So I wanted to like go back to that, to like living together. I guess, when did you move in? We go, I think we've covered this before. Me and JC moved out, started 98 mm-hmm. with... Yeah. Uh, another jesse jesse flanagan and instantly we're like yeah this is this is place to be our house let's go we were some of the first to move out i think certainly up to newey so a lot of people came to visit um but then flano moved out i can't remember when that was we go do you have a well i went so i went to england Hmm. and then when i came back from england 
my mum and Claire were still there. So I I had lived with the Drezos before I went and then just sort of went, I don't know where I'm going to live when I got back. And then Flano had moved out and you guys were like, well, why don't you just come and live with us? Yeah. So, yeah, off I went up the highway and uh, ended up in the in the peach room. The, the peach room? Well, it wasn't a peach. It wasn't a Intensity. Intense. That was the yeah. room name. Yeah, that's how I remember that. As either yeah. intensity or the sweat box. It was that's definitely right. the sweat box. Fuck. I moved out and I went and took his room. Yeah, he had the bigger room at the front, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's, right. that's what happened anytime someone moved out of that room. Because then you moved out, JC, and we go moved straight into that room. Yeah. That's what happened. Anytime you were if you were new to the house, you had to go yeah. into the small sweat box. Yeah. The peach room, right. Well, I just remember it, like intensity. I, that's like I remember <laughs> it was that color. Like that's what I remember from that room, and the fact that it was just, I yeah, I had my shit everywhere in that room. <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. Right, I wanted to ask JC a specific question of living in that house. Uh, I don't know what memories you have, JC, but what was it like living with two of the poorest motherfuckers in Newcastle? <laughs> What do you mean, Paul? Because Wigo and I, for a good, I don't know, it, it seemed like a long time, but I don't know, it was most of 99, maybe half of it, we had no money. Wigo, where were you? Were you working as a video no, shop? No, I was working I was working at the pool. So I would, I'd go down, we'd play cricket on the Saturday. Yep. We'd go down on Friday night and your parents would cook for us, which was awesome. Yes. And then we would go out. Uh, we'd go and play cricket on the Saturday. Yeah, I would then go and see Mum on the Sunday. Get up at five AM on Monday morning, and go to the pool and work at the pool for most of Monday morning, and then just do one shift. Right, and I get in the car, drive up, and then come back up to Newey for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and do it all again. So and one shift, a, you're working one shift. I was working one shift. I was getting like, I don't know, hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, and, and I living was, off that. So we'd pay yeah. fifty bucks a week for rent, yeah. and then I'd buy a, pa- a packet of smokes, <laughs> packet of Lucky Strikes for five bucks, and then shitloads of potatoes <laughs> and pasta. Loads of potatoes and rice, and and yeah. I hope the fucking pokies paid out. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Go and put $4 in the pokes and see what came up. That's right. Go and see if Chris would pay out. <laughs> now, we go, just remember, those Lucky Strike soft pack? I'm thinking soft pack Lucky Strike? No, 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 no. Oh. Hard pack. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, and I was on on the welfares. I was a student. So whatever the student, whatever that was, or study, I think it was more than 100 bucks a week, but it wasn't much more. I just remember just Wigo and I never had any money. And you... We're working at Kmart. Kmart. Was that right? I don't remember when I started working there. I don't think I worked there. Not at the start. I didn't have a job. It took me a while to get a job up there too. In yeah. my first job up there, I got a job at the Lucky Country at the pub. Yeah, you were yes, classy you were for a while, with Flano, you? weren't you? Yeah. So that was when Flano. That's when he was still living there. Mm. Back in those days, and we. Yeah, we'd start work at like 11 o'clock on a, on a Saturday night. That's right. Something 10 or 11 o'clock. I have and many memories started. of many memories of. Yeah. 
mum and dad songs. coming home at five in the morning to there's a hit. few songs that, that still resonate if you play those songs like they'll take me straight back to the lucky country at like 3 a.m on a Ooh. on a sunday night or something just sticky carpet yes yeah, sticky floor dark and packed and yeah. just dumping and just full of like weirdo alternative Niseko, uh, not Niseko, sorry, Newcastle people. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Jay> bone. <laughs> yeah. And then like we'd end up sitting around after the pub would close and you'd have staffies and play pool and then stop by the mm. Vietnamese bakery on the way home, get home yes. at like five or something. And yeah, just, five or six. Yeah. We'd get home and uh, every now and then get me up to have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> 6 a.m. beer on the freaking on, on the, the squeaky deck. deck on the squeaky deck yeah jesus i don't know yeah i at some point got a job at kmart but um i never considered you guys like bums or anything like all we did was just drink and smoke and party and yeah yeah and we just had a good time go to uni oh, play now, playstation jc i have a i have a question right very I true, have a question. Very true. So I'll, it's a lubrious lifestyle that we were leading yeah Dude, that was great. we had enough we had enough yeah, yeah, we had enough. Plenty yeah. of potatoes. Wiggins you, can mash a potato. Fucking, that's yeah. Like, see, this is the thing, right? <laughs> it's, it's more of a, it's more of a statement. There is a question in there as well. But JC, do you remember cooking mussels at Denison? What? <laughs> I don't know. Mussels. Look, it's it is burnt into my mind that you you spent you you went out and you went shopping and you went i'm cooking fucking mussels and <laughs> are you a big muscle cooker in what? the past jc i don't remember this at, was it one it's a one-off it was a one-off right oh. one-off and it was like oh, i was like oh, fucking man i don't i have you got any potato have you got any potato <laughs> have you got any pasta what what have you got any cheese what have you got and it's like dude i got mussels i'm like what the fuck is going on here so do you don't remember that at all I don't think I do, mate. I, <laughs> Look, I, I reckon there's something in there. I can kind of like <laughs> see it off in the distance. But. That sounds like 2.30 in the afternoon, a very slow afternoon. Yep. The TV's on and whatever. Ready, steady, cook or Jeff Jams is happening. And he's cooking, <laughs> with, cooking, cooking mussels. It he's, could have been something like that. he's cooking mussels and JC's yeah. like, got it. Yeah, having muscles. Yeah, once in a while, once in a while, you know, you got to try and cook up something half. Well, that's what I thought you were doing, right? I thought you were trying to open us up to the world a little bit, but <laughs> well, you chose to open that door with a muscle, which was a really strange decision, I thought, and it's always yeah, stuck yeah. with me. Was it any good? I don't remember. Look, I, I just remember going muscles. I don't remember yeah. having like a vomit, like no diarrhea festival afterwards. No, so, yeah, must have been all right. There's Must a couple of right. couple of meals where that was, you know, not but great. That, man, like that stuck with me. There's been some meals at Denison that stuck with me, and <laughs> yeah. the mussels were yeah. one. Wow, <laughs> mussels. We go once made, and we all often talk about this. Fucking pasta cut. <laughs> well, we'll get to bombshell. <laughs> <Yeah, right? laughs> we, we can't go anywhere without bombshell. <laughs> but we go, we go once made. I don't know. Once he's probably made it a lot. It's he made carbo, pasta carbo carbonara. Dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. On a step. bed, on a bed of mashed potato. Mm. Yes. It was just. Oh, it was, it was, it was, yeah. I didn't know. See, I didn't know any better, right? I made mashed potato, and I'm going to put. And it wasn't small. Like there was never a small portion handed out. It was no. oh, a, yeah. like 
a full portion of mashed potato, you could have just eaten that. <laughs> but then a full portion of pasta carbonara on top of that, served so, on a big ass bowl. That's right. See, well, I was you, I was you carb loading you, JC, well yeah. before you knew you'd need it. That's <laughs> why when you're at Kona, when you're doing the last hitting the wall with five Ks to go, it's yeah. the longest day of your life. Just that reserve, that tiny reserve. <laughs> All you need is a bowl of carbonara. <laughs> <laughs> They should just have that on the side of the road when you're running, <laughs> doing a yeah. marathon. Just carb load your way there. Jesus. Oh, yeah. All right. So, all right, we're on bomb shelter. We got here that fast, of course. <laughs> Wasn't going to take long. No. Take us through. What do you remember, JC? Because I'm sure Wiggins and I have talked about bomb shelter a lot. So much so my family know what bomb shelter is. Well, it's pretty simple, isn't it? Okay. Take us through how do you how do you make bomb shelter? It's a very, very special version of essentially just nachos, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, big plated, big ass plated Doritos. Yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong. Well, so you're yeah, kind of right. You're the, kind of right. The but first plate was <laughs> definitely had. This shit is the thing we go. We go would make a bag of Doritos into two plates of nachos, right? That was, the, that was the standard. Yeah. Like a family-sized bag. Yeah. Yeah, Dairy Chris. <laughs> Dairy Chris. I was going to say, <laughs> if there's a flavour preference, you're always going with Dairy Chris. That's right. Always. <laughs> and just a heaped topping of Wigo's famous chilli. Yeah. Could yes. be anything. Good, could yeah, be could, anything. Could have muscles in it. <laughs> yeah, a bit of muscle chilli, yeah. And just loaded up with cheese, isn't that it? Yeah. So that's that's the first plate. Oh no 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 no. But the best part, the best part, once it's all cooked, is yeah. the shitload of sour cream all over it. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, that's not that's... what bomb shelter is. Huh? No, no. You're that's describing that's Wigo's nachos. Oh, and that's okay. yeah. All See, right. everyone, all right, people JC. line up for that, JC. People <laughs> line up for that shit. Yeah. There was only one ever bomb shelter made. That's the thing. And it's lived on. So get a pen, JC. Everyone at home, get a, get pen. a pen. It's we're Jeff Jansen it. We're Ian Hewitson. We're ready, steady, cooking it. Wigo is going to teach us all how to make bomb shelter at home. Over to you, Wigo. All right. So you music need underneath this. You need the remnants of a bag of CCs or Doritos. <laughs> the crumbs need, and the dust. That's right. You need to put that on the plate. Then you basically just need to put half a bag of cheese on top of those, the remnants, yeah, and then cover it in, I think, did I put barbecue sauce on it? Because we didn't have any sweet chili sauce oh. left. So, and then oh, just stick that up. in the microwave and then serve it up to your mates. You're and remembering, JC's remembering, JC's remembering the first two delicious plates of nachos. Bomb shelter was the remnants. I thought the epic nachos plates was bomb shelter. No, bomb shelter was, was when I he was had two out of it. Probably even know bomb shelter was the remnants of a bag of Doritos with cheese and oh no, we've run out of sweet chili sauce. Oh, oh shit. barbecue sauce will do. That'll do. I it may have been one of the few plates of food that didn't get eaten. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it I sounds pretty it... nasty. <laughs> That's why it was called bomb shelter. Bomb that's shelter. why it's a one-off. I thought it was bomb shelter. It was just <laughs> a massive plate of nachos. Okay. But that was, see that, see, 
when we served that up, I think we had that for lunch one day. I remember the first time we had that. We had it for lunch, and it was a beautiful day. And we'd been we we all went shopping together, and we got all that stuff together, and we sat down in in the dining area, and the sun was coming in the window, and everything was lovely and beautiful. And then bomb shelter happened later that night. It was dark. It was cold. And it was horrible. And I served that up, you know. So. Uh, Bad times. Still, still Good times, but bad times. Still taste it. Still yeah. taste it. I can still taste Dairy Crisp nachos. That's the, that was so good. If we, if we ever if we ever get together, whenever that happens again, we'll uh, we'll do the Dairy Crisp nachos. Check that one off. Check off bomb shelter. Um, I wanted to go. I, I always when I think about uh, living just in Newcastle, and we've already talked about it, um, but I always come back to music and. Like uh, growing up in the house that I grew up in, that my music taste was fairly limited. Like, you know, I hear all great stories about people with older siblings and the music that, that was shared with them and things like that. But I didn't I did. like any of my brother's music, you know, like I, I that was okay. But, you know, a lot of it was Guns N' Roses and Pearl Jam and Metallica and stuff like that. And it, that was fine. But it wasn't until I moved up to Newcastle, first with you, JC and, and Jesse, um, that I was like, holy shit, like you guys listen to such a range of music. And then, of course, when Wiggins moved in, and there's another person in there as well. And we've already talked about like songs that take us back to, to that time. What do you think it was about, was it the range of music, do you think, was so varied? That's what, it just makes it such a broad time yeah. of my like musical education i guess like everyone and including flano into the conversation like mm. everyone had just really different tastes in music yeah i think at that time all i had was like about 500 punk cds <laughs> yeah right all I listened to. <laughs> yeah fat and, music, and fat music of, for fat people yeah things like that which i was which i loved because they were in all the surfing videos and stuff yeah, yeah right and um like like move in with you guys and like Flano. I mean, Flano was a just a musician himself. Yeah, you know, with his guitar playing, and he had all sorts of you know Bob Dylan stuff that I'd never really listened to at yeah. all. And then yeah. you you would bring out like the Beatles and stuff like that. And uh, and again, I never really listened to much of them. So there was just this diverse collection. Was, of, I yeah, guess. it was incredible, wasn't it? Like and it, and it it the range. And it was never, you can't play that. You know what I mean? Like anytime anyone put something on, it's like, what Apart is this? from cigarettes can, will kill you. Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> like that. But that took time, right? Like that but took it time. All, it was all pretty good. Just all just different, different, different style and different tastes. Yeah. 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 No, it worked well. Yeah. And I think the people who, yeah, we happen to live with just all just appreciated like learning like about music. Like shit would get put on. I think one of the biggest advantages was, can you remember, JC, when we moved in, Flano not only liked his music, but was also a bit of a DIY expert. And he hooked up speakers to like, we. I don't know what kind of sound system we had, but he hooked up speakers all around the house. Yeah, and there was one in the bathroom, which yeah. is a great idea. So there was a speaker in the bathroom and then he hooked up one by the back door that you could actually like these are big these are big amp speakers, mm. yeah. but he hooked one up and fixed it so it was on the back 
like above the back door, but you could actually lift it off the hook and then put it outside. So it was still at the back door, but facing outwards into the yard. Yeah. So I, that's what I remember was just that when the music was on in our house, it was on throughout the house. Everywhere. Again, not great for the neighbours. But, well, for Chris, but the, <laughs> but the guys, that the family that lived on the close side, yeah, they, they always had good things to say about the, you know, about the music that was being played. And oh, Dave. Oh, Dave. That's <laughs> fucking Dave. That's his name. Dave. Was so Dave. Chris was the landlord. Chris, Chris was, was the, the landlord, old of course. Greek landlord that lived around the back, lived out the back. In the back yeah, house, the family, the family next door with that big dog. That, yeah. they were, yes. that was super nice. What's the friendly. dog's name for five bucks? <laughs> <laughs> Muscles. <laughs> the dog's name, and it just—I haven't thought about that dog in a while, and it just popped into my head. The dog's name was Domino. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, well done. Stu- and there, because I had a concrete backyard, that was the only yeah. thing. Yeah, we played a lot of loud music. They had a very loud dog. Mm. It was a big, uh, like, what was it? it wasn't it Doberman, was it? I don't know, but it used to shove its head under the and scare the shit out of everyone that like ever walked. Yeah, it would kill you. Any new person that ever came to our house experienced like, oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that's Domino. He tries to kill him. Do you remember yeah. when we latched into their CCTV footage? No. <laughs> we were at the TV yes, tuned right. in to the right, camera right. that they had on their front door. That's right, it did. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit, I forgot about that. What they a have... weird thing. I know. <laughs> That's very weird. I know. I think we were just, I don't know how we found it. We were just clicking through the channels or something and we we're like, what's that? That's the front of our house. <laughs> then it That's just the became, street. then it just became, what could you do in front of their house <laughs> yeah. while we were watching it? <laughs> Hang on, just stay there. I've got an idea. And someone had run out the front of the house. <laughs> Far out. Yeah, that was bizarre. So bizarre. Yeah, that is weird. Now, when the older you get, and I've talked to, we go about this, JC. So we've got one family <clears throat> closest to us. We play, come home at all hours, play music, ridiculous hours. And we had one family very close to us. They used to say, oh, I really like that music. Their eight-year-old daughter used to comment on how they liked the music we played. I wonder, I wonder how old those people were back then. I wonder what their age range was. I'm mm. guessing reckon, they were. I reckon mid-late 30s. They yeah, there. yeah, absolutely. So that was on one side. On the other side, you had Cranky Dave, yeah. who always complained and called the cops and complained to our landlord all the time. But here's the question, JC. Who are you? Now... If a three, the dirty three move in next to you and play loud, play loud music yeah, at three o'clock. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sure. That's right. At uh, the time, we were like, what is wrong with this guy? Yeah. What a loser. But now I think about it like that family, the other side, closest to us, yeah. they are weird people. That is not the usual reaction yeah. to be like, oh. That music you were playing at 2 a.m. that kept our eight-year-old daughter awake, great. We really loved it. We really That's loved great. it. I love Jimi Hendrix. Oh, no, no. worries. <laughs> You're like, very, very nice people. Yeah. And then, yeah, the other side were like, oh, Dave, what a loser. He's always complaining. It'd be totally me. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I'm high. I'll go high, Dave. <laughs> You're a high, Dave, right? High, Dave. What's yeah. happening? Yeah, Definitely. <laughs> so, what was it? What is it about? What was it about Newcastle? Do you think for us? I know we had that house, and the house was pretty awesome. But do you think, like, I don't know. I was thinking about it recently was like i didn't really know you that well jc we went through school together the same with flano like i I knew you and i socialized social with you and we went to uni together that first year of uni we got to know each other a bit more but i didn't really know you that well until we moved out together for sure how do you ever like consider just how lucky that was that number one we all moved out at the same time but number two that we found that house yeah, I remember looking around at a couple of different houses with you guys. Yeah. I don't know. I think we almost we almost got another house and then it felt we couldn't get it or something. And I don't I don't remember how we ended up with Denison, but it just sort of fell in our lap. And yeah, I think we found it. It was like a dodgy ad posted at uni. Was it? Yeah, because we'd found, we'd gone through a real estate agent or all a yeah, some sort of the uni site. You could have a there was a listing. That Wasn't they, that the house? We went through that house that had the Ned Kelly letterbox. Oh, that was near where, yeah, that was near our other house. That's right. And was we that, didn't get it. Yeah, we didn't get it. And then we hate, we just that's blew it up. Hating. And then we blew it up. <laughs> yeah. And we might get into that story. Yeah. Uh, it just, yeah, it was just meant to be, I guess. Yeah. I think we found just this, uh, this little ad on the, uh, at uni. And it was just like, what's this place? And we turned up this huge three bedroom house and with I, a squeaky deck and, I don't remember how even the conversation started. Like, hey, you guys want to like live together? Well, like, I think I, I think I remember that. We that. weren't, we weren't even really that tight to begin with. I like, just think it was at uni. You were gonna, you and Jesse were gonna move out with someone else, and I can't even remember who that was. Really? Yeah, because the only way I found out was you and him were were like, oh, this sucks. The person we were gonna move out with said they can't, and we really want to move out. And I just said. I'll move out. And that, <laughs> that was literally it. Like I hadn't yeah. thought about it. I hadn't even considered it. And then I went home and told my parents like, oh, I'm, I'm going to try and move out with Jesse and Jess. And they're like, oh, okay. And then we started looking. That's Honestly, pretty much. I, I feel like it all happened real quickly. And then suddenly it we, did, yeah. like, we were living in a place. And it was like, yeah. Because oh, okay. it was literally, we turned up and Chris is the old Greek man. Blue singlet. Yeah. Singlet. Indeterminate age, never any idea how old he was. Would have been 19, eh? Yeah, yeah. But Chris was, how old? How old was Chris? There's a good question. No idea. idea. (laughs) Absolutely no concept of how old he was. But he just sort of went, yeah, okay. Uh, When can can you move in? Yeah. Pay me one week rent. See you later. Yeah. We're like, what? Okay. I just remember going home and going, oh, we're moving out on Tuesday. And we're just like, cool. Yeah. And we we're gone. It's just, yeah, like you said, it happened in like less than a week. We we're just yeah. out. Yeah, it's all good. Anyway, I wanted to get to Ned Kelly and a few other things. So I don't know what, how long it had been since we lived there, JC, but can you remember how, have you ever been more excited in your life than the time we found a bag full of fireworks? Yeah, the little fishing bag, wasn't it? Yeah, we're just in the back of it. It was a shed filled with old old crap, and we're just like, what's this? Fishing bag, open it up, 
filled with fireworks. Dry fireworks. Dry fireworks, yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know how long it had been before fireworks had been outlawed in New South Wales, but it was a while. I hadn't seen fireworks for years. No. But yeah. it was just like, all right, this is a game changer. Yeah. <laughs> so here I've got a question, JC, I've never asked you. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> did you <laughs> did you really throw fireworks through the door of an RSL club? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Because <laughs> all I remember was we did. I got, I got kicked out of the RSL because I wasn't wearing shoes. Was it the one down on... Um, yeah, I don't know if it was the RSL. Street? Yeah, I can't remember what Wasn't it was actually up, called. Up the end of Beaumont Street, near the train yeah, line. That's right, yeah. yeah. No, no, it wasn't that one. It was around the corner. I don't know what it was called. It wasn't the RSL. Some weird little poke, little very small club. Not the Gallipoli. No. No, it was near... It was near the park like it was just across diagonally from the park oh the bowling club no 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 it wasn't an rsl it was some other like retired services club but not the rsl memory and i just remember this because it was like a weird night and you were like oh i can't believe i kicked you out and then i was talking to someone and on the phone and they dared you to throw fireworks through the door. And you were like, okay. And you just left and you just took off and then you came back and you were like, yeah, I did it. And then we were just like, that's awesome. But I was like, I wonder if you actually, it never occurred to me to ask you like, did you actually do that? That's pretty weird. Just took <laughs> off in the night, came back, done. Long boarded down to the RSL. <laughs> Long boarded yeah. down. Threw some, threw, threw threw some, some fireworks, fireworks through the front, the front door, door. Took off back home. Back. Yeah. That longboard, that longboard broke last year, by the way. Oh, oh. wow. Anyway, I pretty sure it happened. I yeah. have again, I've got this distant somewhere <laughs> at the back of my brain. Yeah. Oh, you certainly empty. you said we certainly weren't sober at the time. So I wasn't alone though. I'm pretty sure someone oh, right, right, right. could have been snatchy. More than likely. Every more than likely snatchy was there. But we also, yes, we were talking yeah. about the, the uh, Ned Kelly. Um, letterbox that for some reason we hated. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we drove past it, right? You'd drive past and be like, look at it. Laughing. <laughs> <This> is- <laughs> <laughs> laughing at us. <laughs> so we were like, oh, we should like blow it up with fireworks. And then, yeah, as always, just one day randomly, one night, someone just said, we should go blow up Ned. And we're, all of a sudden we're in a car and we're driving there. People had like tape recorders, gaffer <laughs> tape to their bodies. <laughs> Madness. yeah that happened that definitely happened that definitely happened yeah definitely yeah. Happened. i just yeah that's what i remember was just yeah the madness of just yeah i've been that old and just been like someone had an I idea think, we should do snatchy, it snatchy i think was 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 part of a lot of that sort of stuff as well because yeah. he come up every couple of weeks from he liked a good scheme didn't he yeah and he was always up for an adventure <laughs> some sort of uh for sure no i mean that was kind of the the thing, and I, I talked about it when I was doing the Matza earlier in the in the season of, of doing this, was like there was a lot of people just saying yes to a lot of like, hey, I've got an idea. Yeah, let's do that. Just there was a lot of that. Like you said with the music, put that music on, no one's saying no to whatever music. Put this movie on, no one's saying no to that. Let's go yeah. and throw fireworks into a letterbox. Sure. 
Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. All of that stuff. Well, it's a good time. Do it, you? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think we're the only ones. Like, I, I think it's just, you're just living. I don't know. It's just getting up to mischief. It's plenty of mischief. All right. Yeah. We go. Did you come up with any questions? Well, I did. So one of them was actually, and it was uh, the DJ Cam Quartet. That was the, um, uh, that was the music that I remember listening to. DJ Cam Quartet. Yeah. What is that? I'll I'll send it to you. Oh. The um, DJ Cam Quartet. Yeah. You'll know the music. You'll know the music, but you just may not remember the uh, the quartet. Uh, <laughs> they sing Vindaloo. The- <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so. Vindaloo is a song you brought back from from the UK. Yes, that's right. Yeah, you that, reminds back- me, that reminds me of you coming back from England and just, I don't know. We with the whole Changing shit. the world. Like, hey, everyone, here is what they're listening to in England. That's Ooh, right. England. How exotic. <laughs> yeah. It's like Vindaloo with. Football's coming home. Yeah, with a lot of lock, stock, and two smoking barrel references. Yeah, plenty of that. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I did. I, uh, one of the questions I wrote down. Do you remember cooking mussels for us? So uh, <laughs> and, but like talking of speaking about the longboard, like I just want to know because I don't really remember you having any sort of injury from longboarding. Mm. While we lived together, right, and you did it a lot. Like you were, you were going over to um, Waratah. Yeah, was it Waratah? Yeah, and Warrabrook. 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 Yeah. Yes, and in the industrial area over there, and just fresh, fresh tracks. There. Fresh tracks. That's where I took all the skin off my arm. And yeah. um, I street luge, and I got the death wobbles, <laughs> and I came off on fresh, clean road, oh. and it took a layer. And I was teaching, I was doing a prac, and I had to wear like a jacket the whole day because it was just weeping. Oh, it's gross. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> just remember. Yeah, yeah, that's right. At Warrabrook. So, look, I, I don't ever remember you coming a cropper on that longboard, right? And you would, you would push the envelope quite a bit. I mean, JC or someone looking like JC may have skateboarded down Woi Woi Hill at one point. In the middle yeah, of the night. night, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. with Drez driving, yeah, stuff from yeah. memory. It's yeah, I don't know. Maybe it looked more than it was. It wasn't that. It wasn't that like crazy, in my opinion. No, I don't know. I don't think I ever had an accident on the touchwood on the longboard. I, I do remember what, that was one of the best things when we came to visit you in Hokkaido, JC. Yeah, we, we were going to do a hike, but we got it was too windy for us to go. And Jazz got to drive in Japan, so she was stoked because she hadn't driven for ages. Yeah, and JC got the longboard out down the hill, and she was just like, oh, my God, look at him go. And I was like, yeah, this, <laughs> this, this is what we used to do all the time. Yeah, but you can control your speed. That's what the one thing, because right. Statue was so good at it. So he he taught me. I remember when I first got on it, and I was like, whoa, if you don't know how to control your speed, you just go faster and faster and faster. Right. If you can, if you can turn it, you can, like, lose a lot of speed when you, like, Turn. Really, yeah, yeah, and and once you know how to do that, you can go down, you know, within reason. You can go down any it's sort pretty, of pretty. Well, yeah. I, I remember having spotters down at the Bennett. We'd <laughs> yes, have spotters right. down, and you'd just go all the way down Denison, like just yeah. as far as you could go, and it was. 
It was great. I just remember I love being part of that sort of stuff. Like just being, just being out on the street going, there he goes. Oh, it's, 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 yeah, it felt great. But now last year, like the kids were playing on it on the street one night. We had a barbecue one afternoon in the summer. And I think someone just left it out on the road. Oh. And then I went out at night to move the car back into the garage and I guess it was right behind my car and I just reversed oh. over it. And I was just like, oh, no. no. <laughs> I can't no. believe it lasted that long. I didn't, I wouldn't have expected it would. Oh, Did you have to repair perfect. it? No, it was, it was still in sweet condition. Yeah. yeah. Outstanding. Oh, yeah. Outstanding. Uh, that thing was good. Yeah. <laughs> sure, man. It's so smooth. Oh, man. I'm going to have to find some photos so I can post them of like the longboards, nothing else. Won't be posting the longboard, no, again, like the longboard was all snatchy. Like he was the one who sort of went hard on it for sure. Yeah. And then we were just like, I think we just had these dreams of going and living in a ski resort. Yeah. And, um, and so it was always just in your head, like you totally like at Warrabrook, you'd, you'd be imagining that you were snowboarding down a hill. Like, it wasn't even feeling of skateboarding. It was like, yeah, like you'd be picking lines through trees and stuff and little, little, uh, yeah. whatever traffic islands right, and right, things right. like, yeah. oh, that was like a little shoot or something. Like you totally like this image of, of, of being in a, you know, on a mountain. Totally. Yeah. So, well, like, what was it like? I talked to you last time about that, like actually moving to Japan and getting to actually ski and snowboard in quality like powder oh. for once or nearly like nine months of the year, eight months of the year or uh, four, four or five months oh four or five in hokkaido um but what was that like that first winter must have just did it was it just everything you'd hoped for like yeah. when you finally got to it yeah it was mind-blowing i don't know but the thing was i i got i remember because i was so into skiing I think before I came to Japan, I got a brand new pair of skis, maybe for my birthday or something. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Japan and just ski my brains out. And I got here, I think it was February. And it was good and it was pretty awesome. But I remember just the powder and it was kind of like, you know, being like having all those images on the longboard and standing sideways. It was like this, this powder actually, I got a snowboard like to get that. Yes. Yeah. So I, I switched back to snowboarding pretty quickly actually. Yeah, stuck with snowboarding. I don't know. It's pretty pretty good if you're into that sort of that sort of sport. This place is yeah unreal. I don't, I don't really froth on it as much anymore, but there are plenty of people around who still do. Yeah, right. <laughs> like yeah, it's it's a pretty happy place if you're into skiing and snowboarding. And what are you doing now in terms of uh, like your triathlon? Well, not much. I've been pretty injured actually for a long time now. And um, not yeah, the hips, just, JC. Not the hips. Not old man hips. Well, I've had a hip. In, I've had a hip problem, but um, bloody hips. I had surgery. <laughs> I had surgery last September on my knee. All right. Just, just to clean it up. Well, I tore my meniscus the previous winter snowboarding. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like just not, nothing crazy. All I did was just, I was like going to run out, basically just coming back out to the main run, and I just I kind of just lost balance and fell over. And just the knee just went away. And I was like, oh. And, yeah, and I just, that was two winters ago. And then I, I thought it might heal. But I, all of last summer, I basically couldn't run. Right. Not that there, there were no races anyway because of COVID, which mm -hmm. was a good thing. But And so I finally got to September last year. And I said, look, 
I'll give the surgery a go. I don't know what else to do. So yeah. I got the surgery and that took ages to get better. And even up until two months ago, I still couldn't run properly. And I was running and just getting in a lot of agony, a lot of pain. And then I've, I've done this other treatment recently and it's either the treatment that I've had or just over time it's finally healed. But about, about a month ago, I started running again and can run pretty good again. So it's finally seems to have come good and, yeah, pretty keen to find some races. So what was that like for your mental health, man? Because you've always yeah. been, like we've talked about, like always on a mission, always on the go. How was that like year or so of not being able to run, not being able to ski, not being able to do any of that. I don't mind too much not being able to ski, except I miss not. It's more fun these days being able to ski with kids. Right. They um, especially Levi, our son, he just it's mind blowing. Like yeah. stuff up on the mountain now. Him and he's he's got these little crew of homies. You know, <laughs> there's four or five of them, and they. How, how old is Levi now? Levi's ten. He'll be eleven in September. Sweet. But they they freaking own the mountain like all the lifties know them they they 10 year old kids they they got this argentinian coach like instructor that they they ride with and you know jumping off mushrooms and 360s and like they're all on skis like just ripping around the mountain and it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome (laughs) but um yes i I don't know i don't i don't really care too much about not skiing anymore but it is fun to ski with the kids, but not being able to run. That was, that was, yeah. Like I was thinking before we got on this call, actually, like I heard someone say through the whole COVID thing, did you, did you thrive or did you survive? Have you heard that? Right. People are like, well, how did you handle COVID for the last couple of years? Did you, did you thrive or did you just kind of barely survive through it? Like, did you grind through it? Um, I kind of feel like I'm more of just like I was surviving it. I feel like probably like like a lot of people, you guys might be the same, I don't know, but where some people seem to have taken advantage of being able to make, you know, make lemon lemonade out of lemons. Mm-hmm. So but I, I feel like it's been a, the last couple of years has definitely been a struggle. Yeah. What, what about you, we go? Yeah, look, I I would say that there's there has been some parts that have been brilliant. Like even just the the capacity to be able to slow down, mm. that's that's been great. But I haven't, I wouldn't say I've thrived. You know, I wouldn't definitely wouldn't say I've thrived. But I think there's some, there's been some, um, the ability for our family to be able to figure out what actually works and what doesn't. We were just basically throwing everything at the wall beforehand and just grinding ourselves into the dust right. having to be everywhere and having to do everything and that that time where we were just able to just basically shut everything down and realizing that it was just okay to sort of hang out with each other and just enjoy each other's company that was great and that was a really that was an awesome realization from a family point of view that we didn't have to be out and pulling ourselves hither and thither uh and so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, in the end, I, I'd say it was probably, yeah, I didn't thrive out of it. I didn't find anything that, you know, apart from craft beer, that really <laughs> sort of floated my boat. 
you know, staying at home. I didn't, I didn't read as much as I should have. I didn't do all of those. You know, I didn't learn a language or anything like that. But, you know, come out the other end pretty well. What about you, Matthew? Um, I, don't, I don't know if I've verbalised it. Maybe I have. But, I mean, there's no surprise that I've done way more of this mm. in the yeah. last two years than I did. Because this is, I've been doing this nine years. Like this podcast is nine years old, like over nine years old. It'll be 10 years next year. And I did wow. I did 50 odd episodes in the first seven years. Wow. And this is episode 100 and whatever, 13. So oh, the wow. last two years, you know, I've I just have yeah, recorded like 60 episodes basically. Is it just because have you had like more time to do it? Or no, felt, I think this is the like thing. Like this is the survival. Of yeah. well, number one, like on the very basic level, everyone knows how to use Zoom, so that makes it easier. And once you can record on Zoom, then no one has to do shit. Like we go, well, no, like before that, I would need him to record himself and then send the track to me and then match it up. It's a royal pain in the ass. And I can't just call his mum, for example, and go, Hey, can you record you? Like that's just she, she's out. Like yeah. people are out as soon as you say that. So, but I think it, what it made me do was just go, oh, this is easy. I thought it was hard. I thought I thought I had to be in the room with people, but I don't. I, and then, like you and I think messaging you and Drez, uh, pretty close together, started last year. I think was the real thing of like, well, who do I know that would be awesome on this? Just to come and talk shit tell some stories, just, you know, go over some stuff from the past and link it to what they're doing now, it gives you an excuse to sort of catch up with people you haven't spoken to. Like I wouldn't have, we wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be like, oh, let's just call JC and have a chat if I wasn't recording it. And this is an excuse. I know you should. We talked about it before we recorded. We were talking about like, oh, we did this like February last year. We're like, what's taken us so long and, there's just yeah. so many people where I've like, oh, we should just do this all the time. And nah, I haven't. It's easy. Sure. Yeah. It's really so easy it. to do. Yeah. You just literally need to get the inspiration just to message someone and go, are you, are you free today? Yeah. Are you free tonight? Let's have a chat. That's yeah. all you have to do. So I think as far as like thriving or surviving, like I guess it's survival, but I'm really happy that I've got all this stuff and reconnected with so so many people. Yeah. Like that's the that's the cool thing is like the and the and the different people that I haven't spoken to, a lot of them that we went to school with, where you sort of reconnect with them. Two years ago, I would have thought, I've got nothing to say to these people. Why would I even like want to talk to them? And then yeah. you just need one little in, like you need one little thing, and you're like, oh, this is great. And that's that's survival. That's helped me. To survive we go what you're saying about your family too that was what i found too was especially the first lockdown mm. i was like oh I, I really like hanging out with my family and that was really i'm very <laughs> obviously very happy that's the case because that would have sucked otherwise but it just became like oh okay right my, my family are pretty nice people um and I wouldn't have known that otherwise because you're constantly going, fuck, I've got to make lunches tomorrow and <laughs> take you here and do that. And you're complaining because something yeah. happened at school and you're complaining about this. And 
you've got the shits with me because of what and like all right. of that stuff that sort of went away um but i don't know it's just it's it's kind of hard we to, we didn't really experience anything like what you guys have gone through all right know. Don't want, to, don't want to get back to COVID again. Like we yeah. don't get away from that, but we didn't have any lockdowns. We had right. school closed at, for times for like a few days at a time when there was a case at school or something. Right. We, honestly, it has been, I mean, I guess, you know, where, where I work in business, business has sort of gone a bit quieter, but there's still heaps to do. Like it, yeah. I feel like the last couple of years has just been as busy as ever. I've been at work pretty much every day. Um, haven't had any lockdowns. The kids have been at school most most days, and it, it really has been almost like it's normal. Yeah, um, you know, in a weird sort of way. Yeah, mm. but um, I don't know. So it's, I think it's interesting to see, like, well, like guys like you have had these lockdown periods. And yeah, well, I mean, we go we go time with the family and all that sort of stuff. We we go how how long was the lockdown? The biggest lockdown for you last year was it so twelve we had, weeks? We had three weeks. It was sorry, we had three months of where the stores, like retail stores, JC, just shut. Wow. Like just the, you would never have thought it, but they closed the doors and we we just retailed with shut doors and we still did phenomenal business. It's all online. We just figured out how to do it with the doors closed. Yeah, everyone and just sort of figured, you have to figure shit out, don't you? you yeah. Just go, all right, well, okay. well that's, go to I, school, all right, got to do that. That's what I've become. Like I, I feel like the, the skill that I have learned in the last two years is crisis management mm. because literally every week something else would happen that you'd need to formulate an, an entirely new plan for. Like you've planned for two weeks to do this thing. No, we're actually just going to pull the plug on that and now we're going to go a completely different way. Here's another rule. Here's another something. Here's another this. Here's another that. Wow. Put that into your plan. And so that's... Um, I hadn't really thought about it apart from like just thinking about it now. And I think that's probably one of the, the skills that I've gained over this last two years is I can being able to fly by the seat of my pants as a manager and work with what you've got is, is a skill that has, has come to me over the last two years, which has been pretty cool. But um, yeah, three months we were closed for and, we just, I would go to work and I would come home and I'd hang out with my family. And that is yeah. all we would do for three months. Yeah. Wow. With the um, sh shops closed, did you ever have to resort to making bomb shelter for your family? <laughs> is that what it came to? No. Is that but thriving we, or surviving? But look, it's amazing what you can get online, right? It's, it's amazing what you can get online. <laughs> so you know i get all my beer delivered now jc i get yeah. all my food delivered now it's wow. just all everything just comes in a box which is great yeah. <laughs> he gets his packets of dorito his yep. dairy crisps they, just, they jump on them and then just smash them into bits <laughs> and then just go there you go then we, we, we deconstruct a, a bomb shelter starter kit yeah. <laughs> deconstructed it's only bomb small. shelter it's very small <laughs> yeah JC, I'm loving like, and obviously this is a this is an audio medium, but I'm looking <laughs> at you right now, and the like the timber in in the background there, it's just I feel like you're in it. Where are you? Like is I feel like cabin? you're in a shack in a cabin somewhere <laughs> on the side it with of his a bare hill. Hands, yeah. A, yeah, you built this with your bare hands. You're about to go out. And just go and shred up some powder. Yeah, it's he's gonna like, he's gonna hot box it, and then he's gonna hit the 
Hit the powder. Yeah. It's funny. Well, it's like 29 degrees today. Oh, dude. It's yeah. always hot. No, I'm, I'm just at home. This is my uh, my little uh, office slash training cave space. I've got my treadmill here. I've usually got a bike right here. And uh, yeah, I don't That's know. It's so the kids good. just went to bed. So, oh, unreal. Off to bed. Jesus, you're going well. 8 30. Is it 8 30? Yeah, they got school tomorrow. They're still on. Oh yeah, right. Two more oh, weeks of school time. until until summer holiday. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up podcast wise. I just want to keep talking though. I'm going to I'm going to stop recording and we can keep chatting. It's as okay. easy as that. I'm just going to yeah. finish with this memory. No one's no one's going to listen to this podcast. The, the hottest one hundred of Wiggins is number one two songs. a year. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that just goes on. That refrain goes on and I on. And I, on. I apologize. I've bought, I've bought you guys here to apologize. <laughs> I've got a. Re- Wait a minute, we've got a request from JC in Japan, and he Honestly. wants to hear Vindaloo. So we're going to go out tonight with Vindaloo. <laughs>